Hold on. Bring it back. Welcome to the Endurance Town USA Project. This podcast, along with our blogs, vlogs, and adventure team, travel around the USA both creating and sharing the stories of human beings, changing lives, and communities through endurance sports and outdoor adventure. Follow us by subscribing today to reconnect and rediscover your own why as we explore the people and the places that make the endurance lifestyle where we call home. This is Endurance Town USA. Okay. Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm here with Endurance Town USA, Samantha Pruitt in Badass Betty in Palm Springs with one of my favorite humans, Mike. Is it Payon or Pion? Yeah, Pion, Mark Pion. Pion, okay. Pion X, got it. Pion X, yeah. Like pie pie on the table. Pie on the table. Sweet. So the interesting thing about us is we are, we have a lot in common. So we're like-minded humans and we met at a Lululemon event. We did. Yeah, we're both legacy ambassadors now, so that's kind of fun. Yep. And we have an ex-couch potato story, both of us, and that commonality. And there's a lot of other things too. We're doing good things in the world. So I want people to know about who you are and what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, But first we're gonna dig in a little bit and talk about who the hell are you anyway, dude? How'd this all go down? Where did you grow up? Let's hear some history about your family and so forth. Yeah, well, I'll start with today. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a husband uh, and a father. Uh, so my wife and I, Katie, uh, we've been together for about 18 years. We're about to celebrate our anniversary in a few days from now. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, we have three beautiful children. Ten-year-old, seven-year-old, and four-year-old. Brooklyn, uh, Evan, Mark, and Emma, Kate, and so they're definitely bring uh, bring the joy. Uh, and, and you're they, pretty good and, at that and too. They, and, the, <laughs> and the chaos and and the agility and all those things that come with uh, parenting. And I always tell them that um, I love you guys, but I loved your mom first. You better treat her nice, and that seems oh, to I work really that. well. I love that. Um, I was born in Corona, California, so I'm a California native. Okay. Um, we're gonna go really far back. A um, little heritage. Yeah, um, before this was the U.S. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, the United States of America. We, uh, my father, we trace his um, lineage down from the Pacific Northwest, um, thousands of years, and mm. they migrated down, um, and eventually down to the state of Sinaloa, Mexico. And then he migrated back um, and met my mother. Mm-hmm. They got married uh, there in Corona, and that's where I was born. Okay. And lived there till about middle school, and then we moved up, uh, moved up out to Riverside. And then when I got married, or actually when I went out to college, I went to uh, Orange County, Irvine. Okay. And lived there till about five years ago. We we moved here to the desert, which actually my wife is here from. Oh, okay. Originally okay. from the desert. She hadn't been back since she went to college as well, so mm-hmm. it was really new for us to be here. And we've been here for five years, so Sweet. that's where I grew up. We were born, and this is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're doing your thing. Yeah. And you still go back and forth to L.A. a little bit because you oh, have yeah, yeah. X, and yeah. that's yeah. sort of L.A.-based, yeah. and we'll get into that in just a little bit, like how that developed and what definitely, that was definitely. like. Yeah, so we, can't, we, we definitely live part-time here, mostly here, and then we're in Orange County a lot. Okay. What was your life like growing up? Like, what was the family vibe? What did you guys yeah. do? And was health and fitness a thing or was it not a thing? Yeah. Well, you know, it wasn't a spoken thing, but 
we were definitely outdoors. Okay. Um, cool. I, I, we did have a television in the home, but it was um, kind of my parents' thing. Like we're not really allowed to watch television, so it was, oh. yeah, we were always outside and um, hunting and doing <laughs> things. Uh, out uh, had a little had some chickens and oh, that's cool. Went out mm-hmm. and you know with our little BB guns or you know smaller caliber guns and get went out and hunt rabbit and bring them back. You know that's and would you cook them? Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. So nutrition was going to be my next question. Yeah. Was yeah. the food at home quality, authentic, like family cuisine or fast food lifestyle? Yeah, no, I, it's definitely at home okay. food. I could probably count the number of times that we went out to eat in, in a restaurant in my mm. childhood. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, it was not, I mean, I know yeah, like yeah. at the time you might've been like, Hey, could we go do this bougie thing? My mm-hmm. friends or whatever are doing, but now in hindsight with our value system, the way the world is, the yeah. value is to eat at home and to cook. So that's phenomenal. Yeah. Bravo so, family. So yeah, definitely my parents. Um, I'm not sure about the rabbit and the other thing that you caught. And to be honest with you, I don't know if, if um if we ate them but i know that we skinned them and we hung them up on cords and i thought that we cooked them and ate them but maybe they were, our parents were like yeah we're not gonna eat that yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. we'll let it dry yeah we'll, we'll uh... let it dry we'll think he's eating it yeah we'll give him jerky and say we made jerky but that's awesome uh, so there was a lot of adventure mm-hmm. uh, growing up sports uh, uh, no sports no sports yeah no sports i was the eldest of three so uh or i am the eldest of three uh, three boys and um both my parents worked Mm -hmm. and so my uh it was my responsibility was Mm. to take care of siblings the siblings and so to be involved in any extracurricular or any of those things was just more time that i couldn't be at home taking care of what needed to be taken care of yeah um my younger brothers they they did uh and actually my youngest brother he got to benefit from joining sports and being really involved in any school or extracurricular activities but uh, my my responsibility was more at home, okay. taking care of my siblings. Were you then scholastically minded? Because you got into Irvine, so you were not a slacker. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I I I guess I would say yes. Um, <laughs> I, I hesitated because um, I didn't think I ever was. Mm-hmm. Um, but only in hindsight do I look like. Well, yeah, I was kind of like on the math team in seventh grade, and that's and I was. Um, I, I hung around with, uh, like a lot of the athletes, even in high school. And, um, even though I wasn't in sports, so I was in that sense, um, I'm able to relate to people really well. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was always involved in kind of like the circle, uh, normally the, 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 captain of the football team is the one that dates the, the, the cheerleader, but that was me dating the cheerleader, but no sports. So it was interesting. I'll yeah. Check you out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's, that was, but scholastically, yeah, definitely. Um, Brains are sexy by the way. Yeah. So I think, you know, there is, well, you know that, but like in the real world yeah. that we're living in and to convey this to mm-hmm. the youth and the rest of the people that were, yeah 
you know, out in the world trying to make an impact with is like, there's a lot of things that you can bring to the table that make you an amazing human. And it's not yeah. about necessarily, are you the star football player? Not nothing against football Oh no, yeah. or, yeah. but whatever the sport element is, you know, there's so many other aspects to the human being yeah. that are and I think invaluable. So much more now. Oh, it's uh, awesome. I, yeah. I mean, opportunity is there. It seemed very, at least while, while I was going to school, it seemed that there was just certain tracks and you'd get in certain groups mm -hmm. and now Clicks. it's yeah and now it's just like it's just it's just a web you know pun intended you know the, the avenue of the web but it's just a web of just avenues where yeah. people can um, put their skills in mm -hmm. so yeah i i excelled uh, even though um my parents felt that school is something you do at school and so and luckily I'm more of an auditory learner and everything I hear, I kind of retain and I can mm. contextualize and, and throw it back. So it might've seemed like I wasn't studying because, you know, at home I had to take care of things at home. Yeah, And exactly. so I would just do this stuff at school mm -hmm. while, and kind of like on the fly, mm -hmm. um, which was. But when you were at school, you were present. Oh, completely. Yeah, you were I, all in. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, think, I think that's one thing that my parents kind of taught me is to be all in wherever you're at mm -hmm. and so um, definitely I never felt like my parents would distract when they were when they were in front of me they were in front of me like mm -hmm. so I couldn't be like <laughs> you know, now or somebody's on their phone and their parents on their phone next to them and they're totally in different worlds yes. like two inches apart yeah um, that didn't exist mm -hmm. yeah what did you study so um, in college I studied sociology and English okay. so I double majored mm -hmm. so um, I, I had this this notion that I was going to be a social fiction writer. I was going to write about like the inequities of the world in a in a fiction narrative. Wow! Very clear about that, and then that kind of changed along the way. Mm -hmm. um, and, so. and you still are really good with words and a poet, so that's in there. So maybe that'll be something later. Yeah, may, maybe it is, and, mm -hmm. I, and I think it's something that's ongoing. I, I you know, I. I I definitely value language, and I, I, I firmly believe that it's a building block of culture, and that our words can can actually just impact the space and create culture um, where you know where where it m might not exist in a very healthy manner. And I think words are very important the way that we carry ourselves in the wake of those words um, when they match your action mm -hmm. um, are just so powerful. Mm -hmm. And being able to tell stories so mm -hmm. people understand and tell history and yeah. convey realities, like real history and real stories of humans Definitely. having a life experience before us, during us, after us, and how powerful that is yeah. to impact this moment, every moment, right? Because there's a connectivity of humanity, yeah. but to be able to, you know, have a piece of that. And you do that with your life right now. What yeah. are you doing for a living yeah so i i work for uh for a native american tribe mm -hmm. and for I, I work in the government side of a tribal government here in the coachella and valley here in the coachella valley okay and um it's very uh, you know when, when you think i started with uh you know, letting you know that my father's um legacy with thousands of years could be traced back to the pacific northwest and come down here um, so I, I have this sense of like, all the work and all that effort 
and that sense of adventure that um, is somehow passed down into my DNA and I get mm -hmm. to access it. Mm -hmm. and, and, in, and in a very real way, I'm working with uh, a government that has been here for thousands and thousands of years. Mm -hmm. So I feel very fortunate um, and grateful to be able to contribute in a smart, I'll say in a small way, and a smart way too, <laughs> in a small way um, to what they have been doing for thousands of years. Mm. So as a first American's family mm -hmm. and as a first American, the heritage of all of that, and then now for your livelihood, being able to be part of that team yeah, to help do the work. Yes. Holy crap, the work, dude. Like yes. I just, psh, yeah. I mean, with everything that's been going on in society, I'm born of immigrants, but yeah. I'm an American. Yeah. So I was the first American born yeah. um, in the family that came to the United States from England. But I just didn't get educated. Mm -hmm. And it's alarming to me that, you know, that I just didn't and that a lot of us did not. Yeah. And so now just trying to understand what real American history is yeah. and, you know, Native American people, but all cultures of people who were a, there was the first Americans, yeah. the real Americans, and then everyone who has come since and their stories and how they contributed to America, yeah. making us Americans and, and making us unique in so many ways. But now there's just so much turmoil and chaos happening because of our political climate. So here you are in this work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how are you doing? How is how are you managing it? I mean, you do yeah. use endurance sports and ultra endurance sports as one of your methodologies. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, Stress. Yeah. So you know, I liken it to, and you'll you'll get this at, at a really um, you know, deep heart level, um, like when you are climbing, and so you have this just this consistent pace. Say you're climbing, you know, ten thousand foot ascent, and you know it's going to San Jacinto. Gonna, yeah, San Jacinto. Right it's literally just, right here. Yeah, you get you get that in 10, 12 miles. So you're climbing. You have this ascent, and you have this pace. And while you maintain your pace, like you're looking at your heart rate, or you're not looking at it, but you sense it. You know where yeah. you're at. You know your nutritional strategy, and you you're you're in the zone per mm -hmm. se. Mm -hmm. It is tough. You know, it, it uh, but but you're fully there, you're fully present, you're fully alive. But there comes a point where you decide to stop. Mm. Okay. And in the, and and in that moment that you stop, those first 30 seconds, you start to sweat profusely, your heart rate suddenly shoots up, even though you're not doing any work, you mm -hmm. just stop. Mm -hmm. Uh and it seems that, that your whole body just starts to almost break down in, in, in for, for that minute. You know you need to continue to move mm -hmm. or else you're not going to be able to, especially if there's a chair or something nearby, <laughs> right? The chair. Yes. Um, so when you ask how I'm doing, I love to climb. I, I, I love chaos and complexity because one of my skills is to be able to um, to synthesize and to simplify. Mm. And so I get really calm and just deep breath. And I feel like I'm climbing and I'm in the zone when things are chaotic. Um, and however, when I stop, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like things are just breaking down. <laughs> 
And, uh, and if I don't continue to move, yeah, it's very similar to a climb. So how I'm, how am I doing? I feel like I'm climbing and I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ask me while I'm stopped, yeah. then I'm going to say like, I don't know what's happening. My body is reacting weird. And interesting. So, so, well, I have a couple questions yeah. there. Um, we're both coaches and, mm-hmm. you know, exercise is kind of yep. our thing. Yep. And, physical and mental and emotional health and all that. So when you were describing it so beautifully, I was thinking of that paused or stopped moment as a recalibration. Mm -hmm. So at what point do you stop? I mean, I don't really see you slowing down in your life, but I could be missing something. So when is that moment that you do pause and what's the recalibration element that gets you back up, moving again, ascending the mountain? Yeah. So, um, I don't have per se a pause, a big pause, mm-hmm. but I have um, built in daily pause. Like I have rituals. I have, yeah, daily okay. rituals. And I guess you can call them pauses um, every single morning. Okay. Right? Um, everything from, well, my, my morning routine is to sit and just breathe mm-hmm. for a good five minutes or so. And sometimes I'll do a guided meditation with that, but most of the time it's just sitting and breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think I've done that all my life, but now mm-hmm. there's just language with it. Okay. Um, it, I get up at the same time every day, no matter what time I go to sleep. <laughs> it mm-hmm. just it just happens. It's uh, 3.58 a.m. 3.58 to be yeah, exact. Yeah, 3.58 exactly. <laughs> That's I haven't awesome. used an alarm for about 10 years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so it's just, that just happens. And so I will be up and whether there is um, an exercise routine or some sort of training plan that's going to happen that day, it doesn't really matter. Um, that matters less to me um, than just, I could get up and do that breathing and movement now there's controlled articular rotations, cars, but you know, they have all these, other, but things that I've kind of done all my life, but now there's just language mm-hmm. and programs around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is like the intentional pause. And if any time I feel that something gets chaotic throughout the day, um, I will go back to the 358 practice, mm-hmm. whether it's three o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. 1230, and it just is, is able to recenter mm-hmm. um, me. And so I've been able to do that personally, and then uh, and and just over time, you know, building that in with my children, with my wife, with our family, and so those are hidden misses because we're all on different wavelengths. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. What was the point for you where I know you had a bit of a health and fitness crisis as well? Definitely. And I think you were a young adult. It yes. wasn't that long ago. Yeah. You're still yeah. relatively young. You're definitely younger than me. Uh, what led to that? So take us back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so I'll take you back. So I will start with, yeah, I was close to 300 pounds, if not over. And I say, um, because I, you know, there comes a point where I just did not weigh myself. Mm-hmm. So Been there. Yeah. Done that. Uh, and and so I, my wife and I had been married for, you know, three, four years. And um, I had gained a good 60 to 100 pounds within that three to four year range. Mm. So I was already kind of a, a healthy guy, but you know, in the first four years of our marriage, I just continued um, to to grow. And 
and that was at a time where I left my teaching position, which was a very kind of like career-oriented job, started a business, started a research company, started two different businesses, and was doing really well in a lot of areas. Mm -hmm. Professionally. Um, professionally. And um, it was just in the area of physical fitness that um, I was blind to it. So I never even felt like, oh, man, I'm fat or not a single time. My mm -hmm. eyeballs haven't changed like those. <laughs> the person I look at still looks the same to me. Mm -hmm. um, but I did gain all, all of this weight. And it was not till um, my wife and I were more expecting our first that I said, wait a minute. You start to think about diff things differently when it's just not about you. And so. That was like, as you called it, maybe like a crisis moment or, you know, I like to think of those as like uh, turning points in your life path. So as I'm going and then there's this turning point there where the visions now kind of change, we're going to grow a family. And so it was very simple um, in the sense that I said, I want to be fit dad, not fat dad. Mm -hmm. So I said, when I drop her off in kindergarten and here, my wife, we just found out we're going to have children. So. When I drop off, um, we didn't know if it was a male or female. So when I drop off my child in kindergarten, I want to be a fit dad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that's, that's, I just put that in my mind. <laughs> and then I, then the other thing, the other anchor for me was how can I be very disciplined in all these other areas, but I'm out of integrity with myself. Yes in the physical realm yes and i said that just does not make sense doesn't equate it did it didn't and i i i'm a master at reframing and i could not reframe that with without acknowledging that i was lying to myself mm. and so it did no amount of of material things that i purchased and experiences that i um, paid to go through um could erase that lie that I was telling myself. Hmm. So, um, personal integrity. Yeah. And that was big. And mm -hmm. that you called worked. yourself on the carpet. I just, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and once you call yourself on the carpet, you, you, you can't go back. No, you cannot Never. go back. Yeah. Unless you willfully choose to lie. And I could fool everyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I was so good that I was fooling myself. But once I, you know, people get it when they get it. Mm -hmm. And so I extend a lot of grace to people mm -hmm. um, because I extend grace to myself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it makes no sense to beat yourself up yeah. or go down the slippery slope, dark yeah. slopes. When you're not ready, you're not ready. Yeah. So there is the moment and you'll know it and everybody knows it. Because yeah. everybody has that moment with something. Yep. <laughs> Some of us, many things, but yeah. everybody has something in their life. You know, bad relationships, yeah. drugs, yeah. alcohol, whatever yeah. the thing is. You know, and then you get you face that moment and, you, you know, you either step into it or you don't. Yeah. You know. So I stepped in. And there you went. You went. And, so good. Um, and I lost 70 pounds within the first, like, Dang. 10 months. Nutrition and exercise? Or uh, what were you doing? You know, I, I started first with with uh, just exercise okay and then i started then after uh, after a few months i'm like well i just can't continue to, uh, what what can i eat so i can 
so I can feel my body better. Yeah. And obviously, I didn't have the language of fuel my body and food is information. Yeah. It was, it was just, mm-hmm. So just at the moment, it was very exploratory, very you know, harnessing that, that, that curiosity. Mm-hmm. And they were just very curious. I'm like, well, what would happen if I don't eat two double-doubles at In-N-Out? <laughs> it's a restaurant that's popular in California. And um, what would happen if I stopped you know, just you know, eating pan dulce, Mexican sweet bread, every morning and a cup of coffee oh, after my big breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, that was very exploratory, experimental, and um, that seemed to work really well. Mm-hmm. About after 10, 12 months, um, I said, well, I have a new body. What, like, what, what, what can we, what can, we what, do? Can, what can this do? What can we do? So I started, ran a mile and then started a little workout group at my house. Okay. That, that you, just you and your homies, yeah, you're like, hey, everybody, yeah, 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 I'm yeah, doing yeah, this thing. Friends. Yeah, especially because as people start to see like a <laughs> big transition within a such sort of period, like, right? what are you doing? I'm like, hey, well. What the hell is Mark doing? Yeah, and, it, and I couldn't explain it. And I'm just like. You have to be there. I uh, just like, I just did it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I decided that I want to be fit dad. Yeah. And they're like, and people are just, well, what program? What are you doing? And I said, I would, I, I, I just come. Yeah. Come to Miles. Yeah. I'll do a workout on Saturday mornings. So that started with about eight people, and within the month, I had over a hundred people. So you had to move over to. Luckily, I lived by 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 a trail, and a large, um, grassy area, and so I moved over there, and we started doing these workouts um, every Saturday morning. And then it eventually started to go everywhere I was. I had an office in a city nearby called Santa Ana, and I started to work out there in an alley at 5:15 a.m. and that grew. That grew so much that we moved from an alley to a parking structure, like 400 <laughs> people or so. And then that grew so much that we then we rented out a stadium. Um, At what point did you decide PionX was not just a community, like it was a thing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it, did, it didn't go from just, this is my passion and I want to help others and this is what we're doing to like, holy shit, this yeah. is what we're doing. Yeah. Like people are hungry. This is... Yeah. This is taking on a life of its own, right? So we're yeah. all coaches and all that. Yep. So there is a point where there's a transition where we move, you know, from the internal to the external. We start working with other yeah. people. But then the momentum builds until you're like, that's not even me anymore. Yeah. That's all you. Yeah. So I'm showing up creating a space. But to be clear, the people are the movement. Yep, exactly. When did it happen? So just um, for mere logistical re- reasons, it happened within the first month of starting when we grew from the eight to 40 to a hundred. Um, it, I needed, I just focused on leadership. Yeah. I did not focus yeah. on, uh, I did not focus on what exercises are we going to do? <laughs> I didn't focus on let's all go. But get, there's a right and a wrong way, Mark. Uh, no, I did not no. focus on any of that. Uh, when people would ask, like, hey, I want to get some abs or I want to do this. I said, look, yeah, they want to get the six pack. And I said, look, here it's not about working out. It's about working it out. So whatever it is, mm. if you want to, you know, like this system, a plan and a personal trainer, I think they're great. And I think there's a lot of them and you should go there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm not here for that. I'm here about like, what is it that you need to work out? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and. And I really believe that uh, health, that that wellness, 
it's less about what you eat and it's more about what's eating you. Boom. So mm -hmm. uh, I could tell you what was eating me was that I came, you know, face, face, you know, face forward with Mark the liar. Mm. I was lying to myself that mm. I was disciplined in every area where I was clearly out of discipline. Mm. I go, that's me. Mm -hmm. And it, Right now, even as I say, Mark the liar, I it hits me to the, the core. Like yeah. it, mm -hmm. uh, you know, this was 2010, mm -hmm. you know, 2010, 2011. Ten yeah, 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that resonates with people. Yeah. That resonates well. So um, I Because it's individual yeah. and it has to be. Yeah. I mean, my thing is emotional fitness. We're talking about yeah. the same thing. We're just using different language mm -hmm. and different, slightly different methodologies, but yet not really. It's all community-based. It's yeah. just every person is a person. Yeah. Your path from birth or even pre-birth to this moment and whatever is working, not working, is all you. Yeah. It's not about one or two things or doing it the way this guy or she does it or whatever none of us can do it the same way how the hell our journeys are too different yeah it's impossible right so and if it doesn't come from within the moment of truth or the moment of what's working what's not working yeah. what's what's eating you is that what the term yeah yeah, yeah. Said it's not about what what you eat it's it's less about what you eat and more about what's eating you yeah and so I'm not saying that it's not about what you yeah, eat. Yeah, you said can't it's less. eat whatever the hell you want to I be I said clear. it's less about that <laughs> yeah. than it is about this. Yeah. And so sometimes we turn mm. the plan into our transformational savior mm. where it has less to do about the plan. And I more have about followed you. a lot of plans yeah. and I'm not sure because um, I did do traditional personal training and coaching and that yeah. kind of career path. And um, what always was interesting to me and why I slowly had to move away from those methodologies for myself and then for working with other people was it was so easy to blame the plan and so easy to be like, I'm either all or nothing. I'm either following the plan or I'm not. Mm -hmm. So I'm perfect or I'm imperfect. Like it was just yeah. this, you know, but it was never really owning all the moments, all the decisions, all the different elements that brought me to this moment. And then moving forward, what was the change or the trajectory? Did I have the power, all that stuff? Yeah. It was disempowering. When you make the plan more instead of making it less, mm -hmm. uh, what we inadvertently do is we set up folks to, or ourselves to either fall into shame or pride mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so either you are overwhelmed with shame because you did not because someone else did the plan and they had good results and you did not yes or you're overwhelmed with pride because you are executing this plan yeah unlike everyone else yeah and if we're really honest with ourselves it's shame and pride that lead us to these dark spaces mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so um what i did in a very simple way was to like obliterate that context mm -hmm. and that framework mm -hmm. um, because I would be setting people up for failure. Yes. And so I said, hey, it's less about uh, what you eat, it's more about what's eating you. And then that just, it calls people like, you know, do you, 
are you ready for this? Are you really here to do the work? And yeah, the work is I, inside. Yeah, yeah. That you, you the human there. <laughs> Not yeah. the work, like let's go sweat. No, and yeah. then the rest of our life doesn't have to be aligned and we don't have to be connected with yeah, anything. That's that's just a tool. That is a, a that's, moment. You're going to experience, it's important for you to experience that transformation and movement so you can get a positive association with doing something hard. And a lot, a, a num, a, a, another part of that was that um, that you know, I chose an hour, you know, five fifteen to six a.m. and it's still it's it's only one hour. It's a forty-five minute workout, and it's at that hour, and it's been like that for for ten years. Mm -hmm. um, and and because there was something very important of starting in the dark and ending in the light, and so mm. um, a, a number of these things were um, were very intentional. Uh, from choosing like the hour that we're going to start because I, they're, because folks are dealing with their own darkness and I'm going to have them in front. I'm going to have them confront their darkness. And if they already have a positive association with darkness and then they see this on a regular basis that things that go dark, they come light and it's a gift every day mm. and they could experience that. And maybe they haven't ever because they've slept in all their life. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that was very intentional. Another portion of that was creating a framework. Um, and I said, look, our framework is we do hard things. Mm -hmm. We is about a shared experience. Do is harnessing the ability to take action. Hard is about avoiding the path of least resistance and things is about adapting. Mm. And so these four things you're going to experience in every 45 minute workout. There's going to be a shared experience. You know, you're, 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 we're going to do things. You're going to, you're going to take action, mm -hmm. and, um, and it's going to be hard, right? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. It's we're going to avoid the path of least resistance, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so that's every, everybody's heart is relative. It's different, um, and and we're not letting you know the workout beforehand, mm -hmm. so so you can adapt. And this is going to happen. So there was multiple layers where not only in uh, using language to build um, to build kind of a, a a a culture, but I'm backing up that language with actions. Um, so they're seeing multiple layers. So you're seeing people, you're seeing like the world go from dark to light, which brings you hope. You're seeing that this these four these four these four spheres that you're going to go through in a workout, and then I. I back that up. Back that up with them then having these leadership talks. But now let's go deep about what it is. Mm. And so now that you have a positive association with hard, and you know that you can do hard things, mm -hmm. what's hard in your life that you've been avoiding? Mm -hmm. And now that you know that when you did that hard thing, you did it in a shared experience. Who do you need to call in to help you with that hard? Yeah. And so. Uh, it was very natural for people to understand because they just experienced it all physically. Now, I don't tell them that in the beginning. Mm -hmm. They experience it. Well, don't it. scare them away. No, they experience <laughs> it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, again, it has to be personal. Yeah. They have to experience it. Yeah. It's not someone telling them yeah. this is the program. Yeah. It's their personal experience. You're creating the space and the environment. For the program to manifest yeah. with the humans. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. And I double check this. I heard that beat. Sorry about that. Yeah. Making sure we didn't lose anything.
Hold this is this is how it is when we're doing stuff in the van. Yeah, sorry about that. I just I just wanted to make no, sure. No, we're in the van, yeah. you know, these are yeah. just kind of the moments. Yeah. We're totally on the road, and yeah. it's actually kind of awesome. Yeah. So you started this program and it's not really it's a program, obviously, and it's a brand, but it's a community. Yeah, definitely. And so what does this look like now, all yeah. these years later? Yeah. What are you doing with this community and how have you brought it to this area? Yeah. Because you're now here. Yep. So what yeah. does it look like here in Palm yeah. Springs? So um, the, 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 the quick 30 second version is that you know, within, uh, within the first two years, we grew through it in multiple cities. We've had over 15,000 people come through or at least 15,000 people fill out our waiver, probably much more that have come through. Um, and we've uh, launched sites in First, it started in Orange County, in Irvine, where um, where I lived, and then Santa Ana, um, Huntington Beach, um, Newport Beach, and um, Anaheim, and then we went uh, launching in Houston, and Chicago, and oh. New York, and Chile, um, and <laughs> what yeah, on earth? And in Mexico City, yeah, and. So, so these are your teammates yeah. flapping their wings? Or are you uh, getting around? What are you doing? So I was you know, at that time, so a full-time job at the time. And, yeah. and um, uh, I was um, running an or, uh, executive director for an organization that had multiple uh, offices oh, in multiple locations. Sweet. And so everywhere I landed, that kind of landed and kind of spouted and grew. Um, and so we chose, I mean, like in Chicago, we had like the chaplain in the Chicago Bears that was leading, you know, mm -hmm. the effort, right? And so That's awesome. um, we had some great folks. Um, all of those kind of fizzled out, just my bandwidth in order well, to I mean, just yes. uh, and and so even I focused just on the leadership aspect of it, okay. and it seemed like the those that were in proximity, Santa Ana really blew up, and we had a really great partnership with the city, a great partnership. We built some leaders there. Um, mm -hmm. We go through this ninety-day intense program, and um, I designate leaders, and I I. I'm more of an on-ramp, and since the beginning, I, yes. you know, I on-ramp folks and I resource them, mm -hmm. and I kind of stand back. And so it's still continuing, still on, mm -hmm. it's still going on, and we have uh, thousands of people that come through. Um, well, I have this crazy yeah. idea yeah. that we should have one here in Palm Springs yeah. if we don't yet, and yeah. I might help with that. I think that's that's great. So when I came here, um, we launched one in Cathedral City High School. I sat first for the year to kind of listen and just be involved in everything. Yeah, what's the vibe yeah, here? Yeah, like, is this the vibe here? Place? And and um, and so then people then try to then they want to know more about you and they Google you and they're like, hey, you did this thing. Mm -hmm. Can you do it here? And so that happened for about a good year. So people asked me, and I said, uh, you know, I don't learn. I said I don't do it, so I could then maintain something like that. But yeah. if you guys want to do it, I'm fine. So mm -hmm. a few teachers mm -hmm. from our local high school decided to. And and um, so we they opened up their parking lot and we started doing it there. We did there cool. for, a, for, for a season when okay. summer hit and people kind of went out. <laughs> but I was going summer strong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the teachers there, a couple of police officers, a few people from the medical community. Um, and Blue Lemon was involved at the mm -hmm. time as well. And... Uh, 
that continued for a good season for for a year and and then after the summer kind of took a break here it's 125 degrees sometimes <laughs> people don't like to go out and do things and uh and then it kind of didn't formulate back um together okay um, and, and i just continued on the run aspect of it okay and yeah. so there's beautiful trails and there's so much out here um, i wasn't a desert person and i love the desert mm -hmm. so yeah, so that's... Man, and when you were speaking about how the workouts start in the dark and then the sun comes up, I've been reading a lot about First American history, very yeah. interested in Native American culture and that yeah. kind of stuff. But it's new to me, but it's exciting. Um, and the tradition of getting up, running in the morning towards the sun at yeah. sunrise. Yeah. I was like, i got to be doing that. I mean, I do get up before sunrise, but yeah. I'm usually like, my other things, do the yeah. coffee and do the writing and whatever. But the idea I have now in my head about understanding this culture, but seeing that as a tradition that I could also embrace. Yeah. Oh, just like what? Yeah. yeah. I want to be there when the sun is coming up. Yeah. I've been at sunrises running all night races and doing yeah. multi-day races, right? So I've had the sunrise experience a few times, but as a daily ritual? Yeah. I believe you tap Damn. in. You start tapping into your ancestors real quick and you, you start to imagine and just sense there's a sense that as you're running in the darkness to the light uh, that many of your ancestors like of your lineage were doing this for thousands of years yes and in, in that moment in yeah that. you're there with them and they're yeah. running with you and at least that's how i feel yeah. Like <clears throat> they're here and they're running with me. I, I there's there's some stretches here where we we're very fortunate to to be in an area where it could be extremely hot and you could look up and see snow-capped mountains mm -hmm. and they're they don't seem that far away. Mm -hmm. And so just what that calls out in you of like when you're dry and thirsty and hot and you're in like there at that place there's plenty of water <laughs> but i gotta go through this and i gotta climb that yeah. and for, for 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 us to be able to do that in a very real way on a day on any day mm -hmm. and you say you know i'm gonna climb ten thousand feet today and it's gonna be a hundred when i degrees when i start but it's gonna get cooler <laughs> as i go through that hard effort yeah and then that just translates in life of course it does yeah. Let's talk about the Coachella Valley for a moment. Yeah. So I've come here many times before and mm -hmm. I love it. I'm a total desert fan, but um, I'm here right now training to run through Death Valley. So I needed to come find the heat and be in yeah. a space I was comfortable, you yeah. know, the trails and whatever. But in terms of you being here as an endurance athlete and mm -hmm. understanding the endurance community here, yeah. and there goes our car neighbor. Hey buddy. Yeah. We made friends, we make friends with everybody. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, in terms of the Coachella Valley yeah. being a place of endurance, why is it special? Tell us why it's special to come here as an athlete and experience the outdoors and the adventure element of this community. Well, <clears throat> there's a number of things. You are, to get an experience like the Coachella Valley, um, you need to travel sometimes very very far to get yeah. the the amount of the, the the type of the climate 
the terrain. Um, you know, we've done, I've done Led, you know, Leadville and all these others. So you, you're traveling far and yeah. get into this little town to get to some areas where you can. Yeah, um, excuse me. You can, you can do these, these, these hard efforts. Here we are you know, an hour away from, you're, an hour away from you're, you're, you're 90 minutes away from Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. I mean, in big urban cities. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it, there is a draw here. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, that and, and you have these extreme temperatures uh, and the winters are great. Yeah, yeah. Um, a bulk of the year, I feel it's really temperate. Yeah. And you can be outside all year long. So yeah. it, of course, summer yeah. is hot, Yeah. but it doesn't mean you can't be outside. Oh, yeah. It might mean you need to do early morning, late evening, whatever the dynamic is, yeah. but 24 seven season here. Yeah, yeah you, could be out, you could be outdoors all day. Mm -hmm. So you don't need winter clothes. <laughs> you could no, just, you, don't. you just, you just need clothes. Uh -huh. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, on top of that is it, there's just so many trails that are just undiscovered here. Yeah. The trail system is world-class. So yeah. to be clear, I do a lot of trails, travel to places yeah. specifically to invest in the trails and so forth. And it's like, do people not know? I mean, I don't know. I do see people at some trailheads here, mm -hmm. but it's not overpopulated. Yeah. And it's fascinating to me that um, they're so expensive yeah. and the, they're really well done. So yeah. the community, that's yeah. what it brings yeah. me home yeah. to, is invested in those trails. Someone built those trails. Yeah. Someone believes in the humans here enough yeah. to build world-class trail systems. Yeah, that tells me a lot about a community, to be honest. I yeah, mean, it definitely. really does. Mm -hmm. And... And, and you know it's funny that you say that. Like, does anybody does do people not know about these trails? And so I, I launched um, a few re a race series here. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, so we do hard things. Um, it, we present a few races. So we have one uh, that we launched called the Bighorn Blitz 25K, which goes through um, uh, the Art Smith Trail here, which is a national mon in a, uh, the National Monument San Jacinto. Okay. Um, in Santa Rosa Mountains, and you uh, mostly local signed up, and because I limited the, the the sign up and, and it sold out immediately, it, but we had a few people from from Los Angeles and Orange County and and San Diego, but most of them were locals. And as we finished this race, as we did this race, um, what's going on here? Okay, it's all good. This is a van life. This is yeah. what we do. So, as we built this, as we as we launched this this uh, race, and and what I thought you know is beautiful trail. You get about four thousand feet of climbing, technical. You go through different climates. You get sandy wash. You get red rocks. Mm -hmm. You get. I mean, you get everything in this trail the overwhelming response from locals i never knew this existed <laughs> this is the best trail i've ever been Where and i've lived here we? all my life so yes there's not a lot of people okay. and you know i don't know how many millions of followers you have so i don't want <laughs> them all to come but i do want people to experience what we 
have here. Yes. And, yes. Um, and you don't have to come and do it in a race. No. You can be la safe, learn the skills, get a couple friends, and you know, do a day trip or do a half day trip or whatever. Yeah, whatever, exactly. You know? And or you, come and join us if yeah, we're here. Definitely. Right. Obviously, we would lead an effort. Yeah. Um, but you're, so you're producing races now. Yeah. So we got 12 events I didn't know in the that. next six months. 12 events? Yeah. Well, I have to come to at least one. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And what's that about? What, tell us about that for a moment. So again, um, it, it's, I started with leadership first. Okay. So, yeah. so we have, uh, the, we do mm. hard things trail series that uh, starts that it, that we have a fall series and a spring series. And so the fall series is actually October and November, and it's the first and uh, third Wednesday uh, of October and November. And these are just 5K and 10K limited to an hour. Nice. And the 5K gets 500 elevation. The 10K gets gets 1,000 elevation. Um, and and it's just an hour time limit. It's in the afternoon, 6 to 7. Bringing newbies to the sport Newbie, is what that feels like. It's, okay, yes. I love this. Yes. So you get, you get new folks that can... Yeah. That, that 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 start to experience these yeah. um, these these trails um, and 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 the community. Yeah. Um, and you also you know to do a, a 10k that's technical mm -hmm. and to try to get that when you're ready within, to get yeah. up your game a little yeah. bit. <laughs> so you also could get some seasoned folks that really want to press. Cool. And, um, so we'll we have that as a fall series and as a as a spring series, and they're around that. The, the quadrant of we do hard things, which is um, embrace, adapt, discover, and execute. Mm. Um, so the first race is uh, embrace. Mm -hmm. It's the embrace 5K, 10K, and then the adapt, the discover, and the execute. Oh, sweet. Okay, and we have those in, in fall and spring. And then come January, uh, we have the Bighorn Blitz uh, 25K, and now we're adding 50K this Woo! year. So we have 25K and 50K. And uh, then after that, we have uh, in March the Redemption Run, mm -hmm. uh, which is a uh, trail half last year. And this year we're doing a trail half and trail marathon. Mm -hmm. So that is um, the, the Redemption Run. And we call that the PR Run. And so get your PR, your personal redemption. Nice. Um, so That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> I love that. So it's about redeeming your time, redeeming, you know, your... It's personal. Uh, your responsibility. Yes. So it could be personal redemption or personal responsibility. And the way that we define responsibility, it's your response to your ability. That's your responsibility. So mm -hmm. how will you respond to your ability? And we know that those change, right? And as we, you know, have this, which is now really popular, growth mindset is you're continuing to grow. Your abilities change, you know, mm -hmm. with your seasons, your times, your injuries, your, it, they change, they fluctuate. Mm -hmm. But your response ability should remain constant. With your values. With your values. Mm -hmm. Cor correct. Yeah. So how are you responding to your ability? Mm -hmm. And so that's all of that is uh, based around the leadership framework of we do hard things. So these are just physical manifestations of um, a leadership ethos and culture. Now, around that, we'll have other events that are one days and three days. Okay. That are um, that will dovetail before or after the actual race. That people don't need to participate in those. They could be mutually exclusive. 
this is so exciting because I didn't know about any of this because I haven't seen you in a while yeah. and we haven't yeah. reconnected. Yeah. But it gets me super fired up because obviously love the area and want to spend more time mm -hmm. here. And now that I know that this community that you're building is thriving, it's even more interesting for me to yeah. be invested in that. Yeah. How will people find out about this? Where would they find that? Well, so right now, um, all of this, um, I am doing these all kind of invite only. Mm -hmm. it, it, but it's you got to keep them small right now. Yeah, yeah we're been, we've yeah. been. It and, is a COVID moment still, yeah. and safety yeah. permits and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, and and um, and there's just something about being able to craft the experience, mm -hmm. and so you do that by being selective. Um, there are things that are available to everyone. Sure. Right. Group yeah. runs and part of the community and all that, but it's different when somebody shows up to the to to a run or a race or an event and they're vested. Mm -hmm. It changes the experience for everyone. Totally. And so that's intentional. Yeah. It's not mm -hmm. to be um, exclusive in the sense of you're not good enough, but it's to be uh, tailored so that we don't waste people's time mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. time is valuable and life is short. I use the term self-investment. Yeah. So everybody today is very familiar with investing in their finances, in their career path, and yeah. all the things, right? Yeah. But self-investment is a completely different commodity yeah. that should be your number one everyday you know, situation. And so you're talking about creating an event, an experience, mm -hmm. an opportunity for people who are self-invested yeah. to come in and do that work yeah. in, in an environment that will, will facilitate personal growth, like yeah. at next level. Definitely. Yeah. And so if you're not, I totally get it, because if you're not in an, in an environment where other people are self-invested or want to do that work, it's not yeah. the same. Yeah, it's not. definitely. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not saying that it's going to be like that all the time, but definitely in you know what I feel is the infant stage, mm -hmm. um, it's very important to me to uh, to drive yeah to drive that culture yeah and then be very open and curious <laughs> um, on how this is going to continue to evolve and get better because I believe that you know dreams are unleashed in relationships so as you develop mm. relationships with folks you know my dream is going to be different when I'm in a relationship with someone else. So I'm very yeah. expectant that something will be birthed mm -hmm. that will be different than what we started with. Mm -hmm. um, but there are some non-negotiables in the beginning, and that is definitely around the leadership ethos and keeping it tight, clean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it helps with logistics as well. Mm -hmm. um, but as those people that are better with logistics come on board, then I, you know, I think, you know. Uh, going from boutique to a larger audience could be possible. Mm -hmm. It's just that delicate play on, you know, how can you have a high touch, high quality event with, uh, you know, where people can have these turning points, these transformational experiences uh, without just, you know, you know, making it out of the box churn event. Yeah, yeah. And I strongly believe as an event producer yeah, yeah. for a bulk of my career that bigger is not always better. Yeah. It really does create a different dynamic um, 
we're not in this to make money anyway, to yeah. be clear. Yeah. This is the wrong path if people are thinking that yep. they should be doing that. Yep. That's not at all the case. But so bigger is not always better because <clears throat> like what we value most yeah. is the human connection yeah. and is the relationship. And as we know, it's complicated the more people there are at the table. And we want a diverse table and yeah. we want a wide conversation. And so sometimes shrinking it down to create the right environment is what must yeah. be done. But yeah. that's so exciting. Oh, I'm so stoked for you. Yeah, no, yeah. And I, for I, me, because we've yeah. reconnected. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love it. We'll have to talk more about that. And you that. know, I want diversity definitely at the table. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't want diversity in attitude. <laughs> like that's where I do. I, I'm very clear. Yeah. If you're apathetic, then you know you can leave that at the door. Oh yeah. Um, and 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 let's not uh, mm -hmm. that, regardless of accolades, or you know whatever it may be. Like there's some. There also needs to be unity and uniformity in a few things, yeah. um, and not just unity. embrace diversity in everything as a blanket. Right. Because it's the right, it's the cool thing to do. Mm -hmm. Like there are some things that we need to like be very focused, very narrow and, and say no. Mm -hmm. And I mean, as you see, probably my demeanor and everything changed <laughs> because, because, um, you know, I'm very concerned with creating a context where, where we remove barriers that are not necessary for people mm -hmm. and, and, so they can invest their time in barriers that are going to build them mm -hmm. and not break them down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, foundations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Dude, this is so awesome. I'm going to have to come back for a part two. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll bring the van. Definitely. Thank you so much for your time. And it was oh, yeah. so great to yeah. hang out with you and see you again. It's great to see you. And yeah. we will continue this conversation for sure. To be continued. To be continued. Yeah. All right, everybody. All right. Thanks. That's a wrap for Endurance Town USA. Mark Pion. Pion X is yeah. another way they can find you on socials. Yeah. And we will put a link to all your stuff. Yeah, definitely. At Mark Pion. M-A-R-C-P-A-Y-A-N. See what he's up to. Yep. Okay. Okay. Ba-boom. Thank you for connecting with us for this episode of the Endurance Town USA Project. Discover more about today's guest, along with other great stories and video projects, by visiting us online at EnduranceTownUSA.com. You can also follow us for updates and behind-the-scenes peeks at future episodes on Instagram at EnduranceTownUSA. You can also connect with our creator, host, and life leadership and business coach, Samantha Pruitt, at SamanthaPruitt.com, or on Instagram at TheSamanthaPruitt. And lastly, you can follow me, Travis Ford, producer and marketing creative at rockharbormarketing.com or Instagram at rockharbormarketing. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time we go on an adventure to Endurancetown, USA. Bring it back.